Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe. I'm Tracy. Thanks for tuning in mm-hmm. to this fabulous food and lifestyle podcast. Food and lifestyle is fabulous with Phoebe. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> with Phoebe and Tracy. <laughs> what lifestyle tips do you have for me? Oh, my God. Your hair really? looks great. No, really. Your hair color looks great. Thank you. For our non-viewing audience, I colored my hair. I didn't color my hair. I had someone do it. Mm-hmm. And it's red. How do you pick the color? Is that your natural color? Because it matches it's your almost. eyebrows. I know that's silly. It is almost. No, you're right. Okay. Um, it It is, like I said, it's almost natural hair color. Because I kind of had it when I was born. It was. <laughs> but then it faded to some mousy, nondescript, blah, non-color. Do you mean like this? No, yours is oh, awesome, by like the way. white? <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh. You've been growing that out. It I looks, feel like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I love your color. Well, thank you. My roots are showing. But speaking of lifestyle tips, if you didn't know, there's a little thing. It's almost like eyebrow powder Mm -hmm. or something. And you can use it on your roots to cover up the roots. Really? Yes. Why didn't we invent this? Oh, God, I don't know. Probably some man invented it. 30 bucks for a little thing that you really, really. And then now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I should have just used my eyebrow powder. Um, I have Mm -hmm. taken, I'm not going to lie, I've taken like my mascara once Mm -hmm. or twice. And I've tried to like, when my roots, because my hair is naturally dark. Yeah. And then when the white comes, it's a really, like it's a distinct line. And I've taken, and then it looks clumpy. And then I'm like, I can't. And I try to comb it, and then it looks bad. has no clumps. So then I put a hat on. (laughs) So then I put a hat on. That's my life. That's your lifestyle tip for the day. Yeah. Just wear a a hat. hat on. I have a lot of hats. Well, yeah, I think your hair looks fabulous. Or you can just do it nice. I mean, have someone color your hair professionally. <laughs> and it looks great. And thank you, by the way. Hmm. So, yeah, um, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not much in the way of helpful lifestyle tips. That was a good one. $30 stuff to cover up the roots. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, But it's, it's a $30 lifestyle tip. A real lifestyle tip? Here's a lifestyle tip. Mm-hmm. A hack. This is my yeah. It's, okay. This is my this is my my go to lifestyle tip that has nothing to do with lifestyle. Oh good, I'm ready for Actually, it. Actually, now that I think of it, it's oh. really just a good idea. Um, and I got it from our friend Kristen Van Oxtrop at oh. Real Simple. Mm-hmm. I don't think she actually did it, but it was in her magazine. And um, it's a shoe bag, like a shoe, you know, a hanging shoe, shoe bag uh-huh. that you put on the. Back of a door. Yes. No, not a rack. The bags that mm-hmm. you put the shoes in. Pouches, little pouches. Okay. Pouches. Yes. So it's like almost a full si- a door size thing, mm-hmm. right? It's got a million different things. So um, here's the hack. So you hang that on the back of a door and put all your junk in it. So what? like you have one thing for what? pens and one what? thing for all the little rubber bands that you take off of the broccoli oh. and the stuff and what, like it's your junk drawer. But it's organized okay. because it's... A, oh, and by the way, I didn't mention it's clear. So you can see through yes, it. Yes, you yeah, can. Yeah. So your junk drawer... Is now a junk door. <laughs> and then your junk drawer With probably stays like a junk drawer, right? Well, the junk drawer is actually where... Turns into what? Um, the, the checkbook and the pizza coupons and the other... It's amazing. Wait, though. you do it so you know it works. Yeah, there actually isn't very... There's no junk in the junk drawer how about that it's all in the door okay if it works for you i'll say that's great that's a great lifestyle hack i'll show it to you sometime. i just throw stuff out 
Oh, I love I that. I just don't want to see the stuff in the drawer. And if I haven't touched it, and I just get rid of it. I throw stuff and out And pens, too. I throw pens out. Anyway. Anyway. So there you have it. We can't get those three minutes back, can we? No, but that was really helpful for busy moms. <laughs> okay. Yes. Right? Yeah, because busy moms want to organize their <laughs> junk into like 50 little compartments and hang it on a door. It's working know. for no, you. Yes, it's, it does. <laughs> It's been it's been up for years mm-hmm. since I was home with children as a busy mom. So, well, I'm still a busy mom, but anyway, yes. Hmm. Well, <laughs> sometimes it's I'm, sometimes I think I'm so glad it was you, not me, who <laughs> fell down the rabbit hole. Should we start over? No, we're not starting over. I'm looking at you, and the only thing I can think of is Italian um, Easter pie or Italian meat pie. Is that wrong? Food? I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking of food. It depends on the context. If you brought me an Italian Do you know meat what that pie, is? No, but it sounds delicious. It's pie and meat. I, I'm not sure good. if this is what you call it. I, it might not be a meat pie, but I brought someone. It's funny. I'm looking at you, and that's all I'm thinking of. <laughs> meat pie. Because I look like a meat pie. Wait a minute. I know. I know. It's wrong, <laughs> you right? You just said you like my hair. I did. I do and like now it. I look like a meat Little pie. Little meat pie. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm thinking of you being a busy mom. <laughs> okay. And shortcuts for, like, the holidays. That's mm. what I'm thinking of. Okay. And I'm thinking of Salino's. Because Salinos, I think, is the place my mom used. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about Yes, my mom goes to Salinos. Okay. And you get oh, on but a, I don't know about the pie thing yet. No? No? You get on a list. I think this is how it works. Ooh, you have to yeah, put in a pre-order. A yeah. You have to pre-order this cheese meat pie. I don't know what it's called, but I have cheese an expert here. and meat and yeah. pie? Yes. Come on. I know. It's true. And you anyway, you put your name on the list and you get this delicious pie. But I've always wanted to learn how to make it. Because mm. it's like, a, I think it's a holiday tradition. I don't want to say it is. But I have an expert here. She's oh, the good. regional expert in Berks and Lehigh Valley, right? Yes. It's true to say that. <laughs> not an expert. <laughs> I've been in Lehigh Valley and I'm here. <laughs> Nadine, how do you pronounce your last name? Jirasi. Jirasi. Mm-hmm. And she said she was willing to come in and talk about... And what, tell me, what, what do you call it first? Is it a meat pie or is well, it a cheese pie? Or meat pie, no. That seems sort of like a British thing. Okay. But it's an Italian Easter pie or pasta rustica. <gasps> pasta if you rustica. Wanna, if you want to put the Italian spin on it. Okay. So Italian Easter pie is what it is. Have you ever had these or heard of them before? No. I don't know how to describe it. Other than, does it have a crust? There is a crust. Mm-hmm. And then the filling is ricotta Basically, there's a, a cheese filling of ricotta, um, mozzarella cheese, Romano cheese, eggs, and cubed hard-boiled eggs. Oh. And then you add to it uh, fried-up sausage that had been bulk sausage, um, diced ham, prosciutto. It really is up to you how you want to do that. It's amazing, Tracy. It sounds yeah. good, and I hope Amy is listening and tells Albert to tune to into this episode <laughs> and make me some meat pie. Well, she's going to share a recipe. Oh, good. I mean, I'm not. Maybe I'll make one. I don't know if I'll make one for you. I if oh I go through God. all. I mean, it, this seems like labor intent. Like it's a labor of love. Is it? A, is it like a time um, intensive recipe? To me, it is a labor of love because when I make it. When I make anything, it's how I convey my love for the people in my mm-hmm. life who I'm gifting this pie to. Mm-hmm. So then it is a labor of love. But in doing it, I don't think it's laborious. Right. Mm. So to me, it's I love it, making it. But I only make it once a year. Uh-huh. 
and <laughs> because it's labor intensive. It's special, so it's mm-hmm. special for the Easter season. Oh, so that's cool. if what I make it any other time of year, then it wouldn't be so special. And I don't think Italians eat it at any other time of the year. Mm-hmm. Is it something that um, like your mother or your father made for you or grandparents? It was my grandmother okay. who made it. Mm-hmm. And do you want me to tell you my earliest memory of yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> well, my my mother and father's family is from the cold regions up in Hazleton. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother had a, half of a double house. And you could not enter from the front of the house because that's where their Italian store was located. So they made their own sausage. They had, imagine the provolone hanging from the window and the sausage. And, you know, it was definitely a full-blown Italian grocery store. And that was in the front of her house. So we had to enter through the back of the house. But there was a breezeway that you had to go through before you entered the kitchen, which was the heart of everything. Mm -hmm. And always... When we would arrive up there to visit for Easter holiday, there would be lined up along the side of the breezeway against the wall all these pies, wow. these East, the, the Italian Easter pies. And, you know, they would be beautiful to look at, and she would have paper toweling around them. I don't know why, really. She was just a, she had a thing for the paper towel. I don't know why. <laughs> and when I'd ask her, normally when I would ask anybody in my family questions, I usually got this response, stop asking so many questions, oh. you know. <laughs> Which would cause me to ask more, but you're not answering. You just answer. Then I would stop asking. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why the paper towels, but those there were so many of them lined up along the length of it, and it must have been about maybe six feet long room, I guess. And but they were there in the queue waiting to be gifted to somebody, wow. mm-hmm. and she made every last one of them. Wow! So I never watched her make them. I only saw the end result. Mm-hmm. My mom, she was an Italian, and she never made them. So it wasn't until my grandmother came to visit with my parents and then ended up living there that she needed to keep her tradition going. We were going to make the Easter pies. Mm-hmm. So she taught you. So she taught me, but my job, she gave me the recipe for the dough, the crust. Mm-hmm. But I never liked it, mm-hmm. even as a child. I hated it (laughs) because it was was, dry. Oh, okay. It was dry and it lacked flavor. There was just, I didn't like it. And so I took a recipe and then I changed it. And then I arrived at my mom's house where my grandmother was with my three kids in tow. And she had her big bowls ready with all the filling and the meats and everything. And I presented her with my balls of dough. She's looking at it and she's poking it. (laughs) This isn't right. This looks different. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I didn't want to get into it with her, you know. Mm-hmm. We went and proceeded to make the pie. And and then as we're rolling it out, she notices there's something different in the texture of it. And it wasn't until she ate it that she realized it wasn't the same. <laughs> and she loved it. And she said it was better. So, oh, that's so oh, nice. Wow. We had yeah. such a wonderful nice. time making that those pies that day and that was going that was the last time that we ever made the easter pies again mm-hmm. because she passed away later in the year mm-hmm. so and i continue it on i just continue making the pies Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. oh i'm so glad mm-hmm. that's so that's nice. kind of neat right yeah oh yeah it's totally neat i love the the image of a breezeway lined with meat pies and i also think it's very interesting it skipped a generation yes so that's pretty cool i think it skipped a generation because it was almost dependent on 
I hate to put it this way, but for the woman to do mm-hmm. it. My dad mm-hmm. wasn't about, he never was around. He was playing sports in those, you know, when he was growing up. And he knew his mom was making them, but he never stuck around long enough to know how to make the pies. Sure, yeah. His sister makes them, but he prefer, he doesn't, she makes the, with the crust that my grandmother made the it with. The old crust. The old crust. The, the old original. Dry version. crust. The original is a better way of saying it. Yes. So. <laughs> so, and the smell, when you would walk in the breezeway, you'd smell, you know, those, the cured meats. And mm-hmm. it would, it just smelled so savory and, and wonderful. Ah, and if, if it's done so right, you can see all the components of the pie. When you oh. slice it, you can see what's in it. Mm. So it's not sort of like mystery meat oh, all so mushed mm-hmm. together. It's not like that. It's not all mushed. It's no. beautiful. It's like a gold. If I can remember it, it's almost, it looks like a cheese pie with yeah. like mm-hmm. the sausage and the meats in there. It's like a golden mm-hmm. color. And it, it kind of is like a tort type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to put it in spring form pans, mm-hmm. but I never can really negotiate the size of the pans. The, the crust would kind of down and mm-hmm. I would get all frustrated so I just keep it in a pie plate and mm-hmm. do it that way so yours is in like a, a standard pie dish yes oh that's so much easier it because is like in easier. my mind Tracy these are usually like what like yeah. maybe three inches mm-hmm. yes which is mm-hmm. kind of intimidating to think remember when um chef Diana would come in chef uh-huh. Diane would come yep. in we would talk about custards yep and getting them just right in the mm-hmm. oven yep that's like mm-hmm. kind of intimidating, and to think that she made that many of them. Yeah. But that's kind of intimidating to think to make a pie, especially when you're spending so much money on the ingredients. I'm yes. sure it's not inexpensive. So how, it's how not. big are these? There is it like a nine inch? Well, my recipe generally is for a ten inch pie, and okay. I, I usually do a deep dish because of the the quantity of filling mm-hmm. kind of necessitates a deeper dish pie mm-hmm. plate. But you know, it's always a problem when I have to give them out. You know, give them away. Because mm-hmm. I don't have that many pie plates. Oh. So it's sort of, huh. it takes longer because I have to remove the pie and do it again and, you know, or go to the grocery store and try to find a pie plate that's deep enough that will accommodate my oh, pie. Yeah. So it will hold its shape after it cools? It will, but it needs to be cold. Okay. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. It, it will, but I'm not them? in the habit of doing that. I've never frozen them. They've never been around long enough to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because we start, in my family, we always had it on um, Holy Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we would eat, eat the pie then and head off to Mass. And, of course, we wouldn't eat it on Good Friday. And then whatever was left over, we would have on Saturday mm-hmm. again. Isn't that a neat tradition? It is. It is a neat tradition. Do you think you'll make like it yourself it. or are you going to call Amy? Um, I kind of, I kind of, I want to I know the recipe. Mm-hmm. I want to try it. And then I might want to present a challenge. How do you say it in Italian again? Pasta rustica. A pasta rustica throwdown. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so you'll find something different because I'm sure the recipe is, like, adaptable. Oh, and one more question because you can adapt have the it. meats and sausages, right? Like yeah, you could put in. So where do you go for your meats locally? Like, where should we go to pick up, like, the meats and cheeses? Well, for I normally, Do you have a particular... Well, for the sausage, I'll just get bulk sausage mm-hmm. and... Wherever, the giant. And it depends. My grandmother, since we made our own Italian sausage all those years in my growing up, our sausage was extremely lean. And even though mild, they say it was mild, it wasn't. It was what spicy is Mm -hmm. in in everyone's opinion now. Mm -hmm. So I never, it was pretty spicy as a child. It was too much for me, so I always liked the ham. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll go a little like 50-50 the sweet and the, and the hot, mm. just to give it a little bit more variety. Mm-hmm. And then for the prosciutto, maybe at Russo's, I'll go down there for that. 
and ham it's ham right so it's okay. like i'll buy a like a ham steak and then mm-hmm. cube it up the cubing is important that's important to the texture Do you mean like the, the size of the cube you really want the cubes yeah and i I, like I told you, I eyeball it mm-hmm. just from years of doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So I just know about the size. Like the, the size of your be. thumb? Like the tip of your thumb? I would or say. Maybe, yeah. Because you want it to or? be, when you're when you're getting your bite, you want it to be consistent with mm-hmm. everything else. So however you cut, however you do the mozzarella right. and you dice that up, okay. got any gotcha. eggs, mm-hmm. then it's, you want it to have some uniformity to okay. it. Okay, so consistent. How, however you bite. Like there's not, right. it's not just one huge chunk mm-hmm. of... Sausage yes. with a little yes. okay. niblet of ham. And that's just how, you know, however you established whatever you were cubing up and how you were doing it, just keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this recipe you were willing to share with us, right? Yes. Okay. So I think that where you'll find this recipe is in, um, it'll be kind of like in a, the relatively new column I have with Burke's Country. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. runs Wednesday. So you should have the recipe listeners to try before the holidays. So you can play with it once or twice and experiment with like neighbors, right? And take, that's what I do and share it with neighbors yeah. to see what people think. And then find what flavors you like, especially if you've never had it. Mm-hmm. I know my mom loves it. I don't eat um, sausage and ham um, or eggs, or eggs. <laughs> but I know it's, oh, I know, no. you didn't know this, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's so fragrant. Like when it's warmed oh, up, it probably smells amazing. I just always have wanted to like learn how to make something like this. Well, for your so. sake, I mean, you know, the the eggs you don't have to have the hard boiled eggs in it. The eggs in the actual ricotta mixture might be necessary to bind, to bind. it together, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily have to have the hard boiled eggs in if, okay. if that's off putting to you. I might skip that. And I... one year I went rogue and I made mm-hmm. you know I I sautéed spinach and I had mm-hmm. spinach in there. And I put roasted peppers in there. That was that one needed a little yeah. more attention because you had to make sure that the roasted peppers were dry, mm-hmm. right? Enough, and, gonna, yeah, because yeah, it would get too, too mushy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was a lovely. It was very savory, and it just appeared. It was just so lovely, all those colors. Mm-hmm. So you can so you can play it. with it. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it should be fun. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Sure chicken, though, I I, I don't think I would like to no. go that way. No, no, you shouldn't put. No, no, that's there's a separate thing called chicken pot pie. Yeah, that's we don't do yeah. that. Yeah, it's, but this does. But it you should make good. it. I would think that you should make it following the recipe first, mm-hmm. and then yes. play with it. Yes, because you should know what it first tastes like, as it's intended to be, and then mm-hmm. play with it. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> that's another good lifestyle tip. Well, What's it's not that? a lifestyle tip, but the making it per the recipe. And oh, that. and then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what yeah. I try to do. So I think maybe so. maybe we can do. I'm, I might put it out there. So Nadine, do one. I'll do one. That's a good idea. And like Albert three different flavors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Maybe. I think it was fun. I mean, it was it nice was. to share those yeah. memories because yeah. you're right. That's like just stuck in my mind, just remembering or listening to you remember. It's a powerful yeah. thing when I go ahead and I start to make this. I do feel my grandmother there with me. Oh, totally. And I, I know that she's so pleased that I, my daughters and my sister is making it. and We're mm-hmm. continuing the tradition. Oh, yeah. So I think that's wonderful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thanks so much. Yeah, You're thank welcome. you for sharing that. You're I really welcome. appreciate it, like for coming in to share that. It's You're so welcome. exciting. So um, listeners, you're going to have to try this recipe and I, and make it your own or use it just as it is I think um, but I hope you enjoy it you'll find it in again in the uh, Burke's Country mm-hmm. edition um, it's called Live Love Bake with Phoebe so you can find that there and thank you you're again, welcome Nadine. thank you you're welcome and thank you for your lifestyle tip Tracy <laughs>
I'm sorry. I was looking at your think, uh, face and thinking of pie. It seems like that was but forever ago. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Ten minutes goes by so quickly. I'd rather just look like a pie. <laughs> it's more like 30 <laughs> minutes, maybe. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> this was a fun episode. It was. So be sure to leave some feedback. Let us know what you like. Um, let us know what you'd like to hear more of. And please subscribe. Um, it's always fun to have um, listeners let us know what they enjoy about the episodes. So um, please share. And... Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. We record at the studios of the People Chronicles here at 505 Penn Street in downtown Reading, Pennsylvania. So thanks for tuning in. And I want to make sure that you know you can find us in iTunes. You can find us at thepeoplechronicles.com that lists all of the podcast episodes and my Pure Food for Thought show. So you can subscribe there. And you can find me at phoebespurefood.com for some wonderful seasonal wholesome recipes and for local destinations. I really appreciate you tuning in and subscribing. We would love to hear your feedback. So be sure to leave feedback at iTunes. It makes all of this possible. And um, we really appreciate your feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys.